Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. And welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I am here with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Oh, hi, Nikki. How are you? Like we, this is an excellent start to our day, right? Those of uh, those who are listening in the live stream, uh, they, they get to got to hear a lot of technical foibles today. Yes, so many technical foibles. And the and the end result is I am recording outstanding which is exactly what we want we are uh, you know this was this was one of those conversations we're going to have today that was um suggested to us by our dear missing friend this week she's on vacation melissa discord mom she suggested we do this and i i thought okay we'll do that melissa had a it, it's a good idea and i didn't really think much of it until i started prepping for the show and i realized i have strong feelings i did not recognize just how strong my feelings were about all of this well, and it's interesting because I was prepping for the show and I'm thinking, oh, I am so excited about talking about this. I know there's yeah. a lot to get through. Yeah. And so I'm I'm very excited to uh, to be digging into this. We're talking about and it, she called it Stop and Smell the Roses working title, which I might as well make the actual title. I, think so. I did call it in the live stream a rose themed intervention. <laughs> <laughs> So good. we'll see kind of where it goes. Uh, but I'm very excited to talk about this. Uh, before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show right there on the website or subscribe to the mailing list and we will send you an email each time a new episode is released. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest at TakeControlADHD. But to con really, really connect with us, head over to our Discord community. The ADHD Discord community is great. It's super easy to jump into the general community chat channel. Just visit TakeControlADHD.com slash Discord for that open invitation, and you'll be whisked right over. You can sign up or sign in. If you are looking for a little bit more and want to see the double secret, uh, triple secret channels that are for our members, you just have to become a patron. Patreon is listener-supported podcasting. With a few dollars a month, you can guarantee that we continue to grow, that our community thrives, and you can be a part of the vast array of supporting members in the ADHD Discord community. And it's I, I've heard it is like magic. When you sign into the general community, you just see one or two channels, and then you become a patron and connect it to your Discord account, and boom, so many channels, so many <laughs> channels show up. So very excited about that. And I think you know, Nikki, what comes next. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. How excited I am mm -hmm. that it is once again time for me to talk about Text Expander. 
Oh, Text Expander, these fantastic supporters of the ADHD podcast. I adore Text Expander, and they're back because you told them to come back. And you would know if you were a patron and showed up to Coffee with Pete once a month where we talk about tools and technology. Every single month, somebody comes up and says, hey, I finally I finally wrapped my head around Text Expander, and it's amazing. So that's why you check out Text Expander. I, it is an incredible, invisible tool in my tool chest. It's just always there running in the background. It's just waiting for me to type a snippet, a few keys on my keyboard, and then boom, it just expands into a, a, a lot of text. So here's how it works. You store text that you type often and you put it in the text expander library and you assign a snippet to it so that a snippet is just a few keys that you type and when you type those keys it expands the text that you type often so that you don't have to retype it or risk errors or risk you know missing something important it's just always there when you need it and this month you know, you know, Nikki, I go through my my text expander library looking for something new to talk about. And I realize I there's a thing that I haven't talked about regarding text expander that is uh, a fantastic snippet that I didn't create. I got it from someone on the web. It is an Apple script snippet that works with tabs. Now, I know you are uh, you're a tab person, right? You You love tabs. What, what do you mean by browser? tabs? On your browser. Like you open a lot of tabs oh, yeah. when you're yeah, like yeah, researching yeah. something? Yeah. 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 And then I'll save I, them. <laughs> you'll save the tabs. Them. Like his bookmarks. Right. right. Okay. So I, the way I research, and people ask me all the time, how do you use tabs? Like I have, especially people in this community, oh, I open a hundred tabs. Mm -hmm. I constantly have a hundred tabs. I've got a friend who has a hundred tabs open in his primary browser and another hundred in a secondary browser just because the first browser started to slow down. So he, like hundreds of tabs. He says, I just, research, when I research, I open a new tab and then I leave it there until I'm ready to come back to it. And I thought, well, I don't do that. I open tabs and then I close them. But I forget a key step and it involves this text expander snippet. So when I'm researching, I usually have a note open and I'm writing in this note and I look at my browser and I read the, the tabs. This snippet allows me to go into my note and type S-T-D-U-M-L and it's a weird snippet. Don't know why it's called that. But if I type it in all caps, it goes to my open browser and creates a bulleted list of the titles and links to all the pages that are currently open in tabs. And then wow. I close the browser. That's cool. That's all it does. It lets me co it lets me just capture in a list all of the tabs that I have open. And I grabbed this snippet from Thought Asylum and it works like a charm. I have one version of it for Safari, which is my primary browser on my Mac, and one for Chrome, which is my secondary browser on my Mac. And it just lets me capture tabs. And that keeps my desktop clean. It lets me know exactly where my research stands at any given point. And it's all thanks to text expander. It is a, a beautiful way to automate the research proce process for me and capture uh, the, the tabs I need when I need them. Text expander is available on Mac, Windows, Chrome, iPhone, and iPad. And for listeners of the ADHD podcast, you can get 20% off your first year of service. Just visit takecontroladhd.com slash text expander and you will be whisked over to our page on their site where you can get started. Again, 20% off your first year. The way we work is changing rapidly. Make work work the way your brain works by saying more in less time and with less effort using text expander. Our great thanks to the text expander team for sponsoring the ADHD podcast.
it is time to stop and smell the roses. So yes, it's it's uh, sad that Melissa had this great idea. And then this happens to be the week that she's on vacation, that she can't like, you know, join our conversation, but she's here in spirit, for sure. She's actually here <laughs> in Discord, but she's showing up as a little moon asleep oh, in our member right. chat, our live stream chat. So I don't know if she's actually listening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, hopefully not. Hopefully she's yeah. having some fun. Uh, yes, but this topic, it's, 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 uh, yes, it's about like stopping and smelling the roses. You know, it started off with, there is so much information and resources around improving your life, that self-improvement, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a whole section in the bookstore, right? Around self-improvement. Self-improvement. Yeah. Uh, whether you have ADHD or not, uh, a lot of information is thrown at you. And it was interesting because I was just talking to somebody uh, recently about when you get, when you're diagnosed with, with ADHD for the first time, the, the, the doctors will give you maybe a little bit of information, maybe give you a pamphlet. They'll prescribe you some medicine and then, you know, you're on your way. Like they don't really talk a whole lot uh, more around of just what it is. Right. Yeah. So there's tons of books and webinars and podcasts like us. Um, and these are all great information resources, but it can be a lot and it can be really overwhelming of knowing where to start, especially when you feel like everything is important to know right now. And do you remember a long time ago, we were talking about something and I made the reference of it's like having a bunch of tennis balls being thrown at you at the same yeah. time. And that's still yeah. what I see is like information around uh, distraction, focus, procrastination, time management, memory, like emotional dysregulation, like all of these things are just being thrown at you. And uh what she was saying and, and where her idea was coming from is that we really allow this desire of self-improvement and rigid structure to be our life. Like it defines who we are. So we're constantly looking for information on how to do things different or how to actually not do things different, but fit into what we think neurotypicals need us to fit into. Right. Does that make sense? Is yeah, that how you right. kind of well, that's saw the, this? That's kind of the whole lesson that we are being taught, right, in school and work and all the accommodations that we get are, aren't they designed to level the playing field so that we fit in a neurotypical world? And uh, yeah, I, I think that is that is the initial effort mm -hmm. that we all sort of go through after a new diagnosis. Mm -hmm. How do I find a way to feel normal? Well, and then it's frustrating because then the symptoms of ADHD come up when we're trying mm -hmm. to look for this research, because then there's this like perfectionism uh, thing that happens. And a lot of times I call it all or nothing thinking. And it's a trap because in our mind here, you know, so many things are going on in the mind and everything has to change and it all needs to do, you know, we all need to do it right now. And I love um, in the notes, Melissa had put, you, you have a goal to be the best ADHD ever. <laughs> you yeah. you want to just yeah. take... I'm going to master ADHD. I'm going to master it. And, yeah. you know, I have to do everything right all the time. And 
you know, it's interesting because she's she talks about employing every app and strategy and ADHD trick in the book to keep a tight hold on on you and your schedule. And um, this belief that if you loosen it even just slightly, it you know, everything's going to fall apart and you're going to be considered a failure to yourself and everyone around you. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's a terrible way to live when you're always feeling like this this burden is holding you down and you're not good enough. You know, something like you mentioned the tennis balls coming at mm-hmm. you. Um, a whole, trying to hold a hundred tennis balls in your arms at any time is fruitless. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're never going to be able to hold on to all of those things. That metaphor really rings for me. I can hold one tennis ball in each hand, maybe two. Yeah. I can hold them reliably and consistently, but I can't hold a hundred. And I've learned this in many ways the hard way. Um, you know, you look at, I, I go back and forth between like when I want to try a new to-do system, I try all the to-do systems at the same time mm-hmm. to see how they work in any given time. But once I'm done, I pick one. And I hold on to it zealously. And it is a long time between trying out new systems for me Mm -hmm. because that's one tennis ball I can reliably count on and hold on to. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and I think that's that's part of the thing that you get through when you realize, okay, I could try all the ADHD accommodations that I can can come up with, but I can live my life with just a few. I can live my life if I'm mindful and practice just a few. I don't need all of them all the time. It's so true. And, you know, I was talking to somebody in the GPS group uh, recently and, you know, one of the things that she was concerned about is that she had a lot of things going on and she was afraid that she was missing out on some of the resources of GPS um, because she didn't have the time to, to really dig into some of the information that we have available to our members. And Something that I said is I I told her, and it's very similar to what you're saying, is that, you know, just focus on one thing. So if there's one thing in your planning system that you feel isn't working as well as you would like it to work, just look for that. And don't feel like you have to know the whole system or that everything has to be, you know, this way or that way. Just focus on what you need right now and don't focus on anybody else because there's this also this tendency. And this is what she said is that, you know, I'm in GPS and I'm looking at everybody and it feels like everyone's working and, and, and doing their thing. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not all working in the way that you think they're working. They're working exactly right. like you. Like they're just taking pieces and figuring out where they need to be at that moment. And some of them are following the process and some of them are still on a certain step. And so don't compare yourself to other people and don't compare yourself to other ADHD years because it's just not mm-hmm. fair. And really focusing just on what you need and what works for you. Uh, Because you're never really going to get the full picture. I mean, what what you think isn't necessarily really true. <laughs> right? right. So right. because because it's like the you know there is a little bit of the Instagram complex with with a tool like GPS, right? right? With a service like GPS or with the Discord community. And I think one of the nice things about Discord is that what you people I think are more vulnerable in this community because it's sort of protected. We right. know that they're the people who are in here are all in here for the same reason. But it's really hard when you just start researching 
not to get the Instagram feeling that everything that you're getting from people on TikTok and Instagram who are presenting their ADHD, um, you know, the way they're presenting it aren't already masters of their ADHD. Right, right. But the truth is much more complicated. It doesn't mean that what you're seeing right now isn't a snapshot of their experience of perfection, but it does mean that when the camera turns off, they're probably in as much, you know, disarray as you are mm -hmm. at any given moment, from any given moment to any given moment in the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important to remember to give yourself space and freedom to actually feel the way you feel and not resent all the tools that don't work for you right away and not resent the things that you aren't able to do today because you're so busy trying to master ADHD. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a that that I think is the is the setup for for this for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, and I also feel like that next step is also, and this is not a linear process at all, because you're going to go in waves of it for sure. But that mm -hmm. acceptance of where ADHD affects you. And, you know, sometimes it can be louder on certain days than it will be on other days. And, you know, we have to look at it as this, you as a whole person, if you didn't get sure. a good night's sleep, if you didn't eat very health, you know, if you didn't eat, have healthy food that day, you didn't get any exercise, you know, your ADHD is going to be louder. Uh, even with medication, it's, you know, it's all of the stuff that kind of goes in together. And mm -hmm. it's, something to realize, because I think if you can see that, okay, let me separate this ADHD from who I am as a person, because mm -hmm. you're not a bad person because you didn't have a good night's sleep and you're on edge. Like that makes sense. Yeah. You know, it makes yeah. sense that your ADHD is a little louder today or that you're in a situation that you're not comfortable in. And so you tend to shut down or you're facing a list of things to do and you don't know where to start and it's overwhelming. Like that is the ADHD speaking up. Right. Right. And, right. and, you know, one of the things that you have said, and, and um, I love that Melissa put this in her own research is that it's not a moral failure to not get things done. And yeah. I want you to expand on that. I want you to talk a little bit more about that. If you, if you haven't experienced this and you're getting your handle on ADHD, you will, right? When you look at your, let's say you're exploring time blocking and you're exploring managing your task list across time and, and trying to figure out what makes the most sense. When you don't get everything done that you committed to yourself that you were going to get done, it is just a, a slight left turn to go from, oh, I didn't get everything done to I'm a bad person for failing myself and the commitment that I made to myself that I would get this done. I am a bad person. And I, I haven't met anybody going through, you know, trying to live in, in partnership with their ADHD that hasn't felt this way, mm -hmm. that you just feel like I have failed morally because I failed to get this task done, or I have let somebody down, or I have, you know, I, I missed an appointment, or I missed a meeting, or I was, you know, late or missed picking up my kid, my kid had to call me from school to remind me to come get them. All of those things feel like moral wrongs. Mm -hmm. And they're not, mm -hmm. they're not moral wrongs. You're not a bad person because you drop the ball on a calendar event. You drop the ball in a meeting. You're a human being and humans are complex organisms and you've 
got to let that good, bad conversation go. Mm -hmm. The the reality is what it's going to mean to your life is you might have something to catch up on. Mm -hmm. You might have to eat a little crow and say, I'm sorry, I screwed up. Mm -hmm. And then it goes away. Right. It goes away. Right. 99.9% .9 of the time, if you're able to own up to the fact that you screwed up and now it's time to reschedule a meeting, mm -hmm. it goes away. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think it's about, you know, moving forward. It's like, okay, this happened, but I can move, I can move away from it. I can, I can move forward. And I think that sometimes a lot of ADHDers are so stuck in the past and mm -hmm. what, what they've heard and seen and felt that it's hard to think that, oh, maybe there's a different way. Maybe there's a different way not to only do this, but a different way of thinking about it. So it's not right. necessarily, oh, next time I will get that thing done. It's not, it's maybe next time I put too much on my list and I need to be a little bit more realistic about what I can get right. done in a day. So we're shifting our, our mindsets around it. Uh, and something that Casey Davis said um, when she was on our show is care tasks are morally neutral. Mess has no inherent meaning. When you look at a pile of dishes in the sink and think, I'm such a failure, that message did not originate from the dishes. Dishes don't think. Dishes don't judge. Dishes cannot make meaning. Only people can. And I think that's really, really powerful. Uh, I think with ADHD, I know that people have probably heard this before, but I think it is always worth shouting at the top of the mountain. You are not broken and you do not need to be fixed. You, you're not a piece of furniture. There's nothing wrong. You know, we all have different ways of how we process, how we think, how we get things done, what, what what we can get done. Um, so it's very important for people to know that. This is a good question, though. Like, I, I've heard this before, and I've run into this, um, you know, talking to others who disagree, that your ADHD doesn't define you. But a lot of people live their lives believing that ADHD does define them, that every waking moment is somehow ruled by their relationship with ADHD. What do you say to that? I would say that that's unfortunate. And it's probably something to keep thinking about if it's in if it's in the sense that it's really pulling you down, right? Like because if you're always looking at your ADHD and you're saying this is who I am and then the next sentence is I'm a failure. I can't do anything. I'm not as mm -hmm. good enough, you know, I'm not as good as anybody, like I'm not as, I'm not good enough, I guess is what I'm trying mm -hmm. to say. Um, that's going to be, that's not going to serve you. Um, mm -hmm. I think that ADHD affects every aspect of your life. Absolutely. But it's also really important that we focus on just not the strategies and the things that can help you, but we really focus on how does it affect me and how do I accept that that's what it is and be able to find joy and still be happy. And, and, you know, does ADHD make certain things harder? Absolutely. So it's important that you pick the right job, that you pick mm -hmm. the right partner, that you've got the people around you who support you and love you no matter what. So I think it's, it's, it's a part of you, but I don't want it to define you because it's not who you are as a person 
of how caring you might be, how compassionate, how kind, like, because the intention, the things that ADHDers forget to do, or, you know, are hard to do, it's not the intention to hurt someone. That That's not what it is. And so um, I, I think it's important that you acknowledge and you manage your ADHD and navigate through it. But I, I would really encourage somebody not to have it define you. There's too much in life and life is too fragile. I mean, I had a, a, a terrible experience in the last couple of weeks. Um, and unfortunately, my 17 year old daughter had to face how fragile and how quickly life can be taken away. And that is always a reminder of find and do the things that make you happy. And if you're in a bad job, start looking for a new one. Yeah. If you have toxic people around you that aren't supporting you, I would start thinking about maybe hanging out with some different people. You know, yeah. we, we get to write our own stories and, uh, that's what I would say. Yeah. You have ADHD, yeah. but you know what, Pete, the first thing I think of when I think of you is not your ADHD at all. Hmm. Doesn't even, it's there. And we talk about it every week. Yeah. But that's right. not how right. I wouldn't say, oh yeah, my, my great friend, Pete Wright. And he, oh yeah, he has ADHD. Yeah. Just want he, you to ADHD know that. ADHD Wright. Yeah. yeah right. Like that's what yeah. he is. Like, no, it wouldn't happen that way. But, but that's a really important reflection, Nikki, too, because I, I think that is a reminder that the way people look at us is not the way people, the, the way we look at ourselves. Mm -mm. Right. That we have perseverative ADHD thought spirals that others don't see. Right. They don't see until you call it out. Right. Right. And and I think that's OK. Now I'm now I might be lying to myself. Like, yeah, pr probably people see ADHD in me from time to time. Right. Um, but that's not to say that it becomes, as you said, a defining characteristic of my identity. That, yeah, that's the important, and I, the important I, part. You know, and I would still push back a little bit on that. Like, you know, when you're around people and maybe you don't know if they have ADHD or not, there might be some signs that kind of come up when you know ADHD because you live with it um, and, and you understand it. And I, you know, not living with it, but certainly have a lot of knowledge around it with, with everything that, it, right? you know, with, with all of my work. I might be able to see it, but then I might not either because it's not, it's so, it's such a hidden thing sometimes. And I think that's where people mask themselves so well that yeah. someone could be struggling and you wouldn't know that they're struggling. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting, because yeah. I can see, like, I'm just thinking, like, I can see spurts of like my daughter and like, okay, that's definitely her ADHD. But then there's other times where, again, like with you, same thing with her. I don't look at her and think, oh, she has ADHD. So this is why she does this, this and this. No, she's paid sure. and she's a wonderful yeah. young lady. <laughs> and, right. you know, um, it, it's. A but it never it never really crosses your mind that she might be carrying around these exhausting feelings of overwhelm that she's 
you know, that, that she's, she's let something down. else drop yeah. or she hasn't uh, hasn't turned in an assignment right. that she's waiting to write an important email to a counselor that whatever she might not even know what those things are. Yeah. They're just present. It's the feeling of because and I'll say this personally, because I know what it's like to feel like I've dropped or I'm about to drop the ball. I might always feel like the ball's about to drop. Mm -hmm. Right. There might be a non-specific ball out there that's not even assigned to a specific responsibility that I have. And I still feel guilt and shame because it's about to drop all the time. Right. You know, like this is again, you can't hold 100 tennis balls. You can't hold 100 tennis balls. And I think it's also why community is so important um, around the ADHD community, especially because it's important to know that you're not alone in these feelings. And that, you know, whenever yeah. I've done coach groups or uh, group coaching and, and, and GPS, that is always the thing. And in Discord, when we do happy hours and coaching with Nikki and coffee with Pete, those are the things that are always coming up that, oh my gosh, I totally get what this person is, person is saying. I understand that. They don't have to explain themselves. They get it. And I think that that's where it's really important to rely on community. That's part mm -hmm. of your navigating through ADHD. And what I think is so awesome about our community, Pete, I did a uh, coaching with Nikki yesterday and I hardly spoke because this person brought up a, a, a question and I, I was going to answer it. And I said, no, you know, does anybody else have anything that they want to add before I say anything? And for 50 minutes, you know, this small group of people were talking to each other about what they, how they perceive it. And it was positive. It wasn't all like, oh yeah, I hate that too. No, it was people speaking up saying, hey, have you thought of it this way? Like this really helped me when I went through something very similar. And right. I mean, it was a, I loved it. I loved every minute of it because, you know, just seeing these folks embrace each other like that is a, is a huge thing. So find your community. You know, well, and I I think this is so getting back to what I think Melissa's initial intent yes. was with this conversation is rediscovering the joy of the things about you that that you love that aren't necessarily ADHD. That's right. right? And she uh, she she <laughs> it, the joy of missing out a, a discord mom original, Jomo. Uh, which which I love Jomo, Jomo. Right. We've talked about FOMO and and FOBO. And now we have the joy of missing out, which I love. I do, too. To. Learn to find the exuberance that comes from saying no to something. Yes. And that's really hard. Like, let's acknowledge how hard that is, especially with ADHD. If you have the uh, if you happen to have the particular switch flipped where you just have to please people and you just say yes to everything, it's really hard to retrain yourself to just say, I can't do that thing right mm -hmm. now. I'm not I don't have the available capacity to do that thing right now, even if you might have the capacity to do that thing. You might not have the margin around everything else that you're currently committed to. We did a whole show on margin and ADHD, we did. right? Yeah, like, it was great. How much space are you giving yourself around your existing commitments so that you can you know, adapt to emergencies that come up in your life. And if you just keep saying yes, eventually your margin gets very, 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 very small. It does. And you can't adapt anymore. But I also want to say something. Why are you something? so excited? You're because so excited. Because as an introvert, I want to talk to all the introverts out there <laughs> because I am one. 
I love being home and I, I yeah. am happy to be home and I will stay at home for the rest of my life and I could be happy, um, <laughs> but it's not healthy. And so this is, this is the exception that I want to say is for all the introverts out there, say yes sometimes. Not all the time, but say yes to the things that bring you joy and refill that spirit in you. Yeah. Because that is so important. And and I uh I did this. I'm practicing what I preach. Uh a couple weeks ago, I asked my friend if her and her husband wanted to go out on the boat with us. It was just the four of us. And she's like, Yeah, that sounds like you know, great. We're gonna do Sunday fun day. And I am so glad I did it. You know, yeah. being outside, being with great people, being with, you know, great food and drinks and just this beauty that we live in, you know, this it, it was just so much fun. And I'm so glad I did it. So that that's to the introverts. Do say yes sometimes, but to the things well, but, that bring you joy. The, yeah, that's the real trick, because, you know, if you're not like if, if you are if you're at capacity, if you have mm -hmm. no margin, you're not saying yes to anything. No, right. No, right. That's what we're different. saying is you have to live your margin like you have yeah. to understand that there are things in your life that aren't related to ADHD that you might love. For me, it's like cataloging movies, watching movies that I, you know, that I love or catching up on TV shows or or, you know, uh, going on long drives. I love yes. driving. I'm a, I love to drive like those are things I don't do when I'm not you know, when I know I'm not at my best, it's because I'm not saying yes to any of those opportunities. I'm just doing the responsibility stuff. It means my margin is very small. And I start resenting my choices. I resent myself for not being able to do the things that I uh, that I love to yes, do. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And so that's, that's really important is finding that balance. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, Go so ahead. one of the other things that um, I wanted to say, and we can wrap it up here. Uh, one of the things that Melissa had um, wrote down for us to talk about, and I, and I highlighted it because I was like, yes, 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 I believe in this so much. Um, giving your free time and downtime the same amount of importance as everything else in your schedule. And this really relates to what Pete just was talking about with the margins. Like you got to balance that so that you have space, you know, to do the things you enjoy and also to do the things that, you know, you need to do. And she wrote time blocking gives you freedom. And I know there are probably so many people right now who are shaking their heads, probably flipping us off right now. Like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> it's structure. Yeah. It's putting me in a box that I don't want to be in. Uh, it doesn't work for me. You know, I can, I can hear everything in my head uh, because I've heard everything. And yeah. what I love about this mindset is that it, it is so hard to put ourselves first when we are so um, demanded, right? We are in demand. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this last night in the coaching with Nikki. And one of the things I, I said was, you know, make it a priority, like time block just 30 minutes a week to work on whatever it is that you want to do. And I'm not, I'm not even going to say work. It is to do whatever you want to do. And we were talking about hobbies and things like that. And we talked about like just letting your ADHD go free, like just do whatever. Mm -hmm. And, but block that time for 30 minutes a week so that you have it. And, uh, you know, what happens is if we don't make the time for it, if we don't time block it, 
it then really becomes out of our control because the weekend will pass and we won't have done anything that we really wanted to do. And we're going to feel again, like we failed in some way. And what I want people to think about is that even if you don't do the, the 30 minutes when you blocked it out to do, you will get reminded and you'll get to make a choice on whether you want to do that or you want to do something different. But at least you've been empowered to make that choice. But without it being in front of you, that power is taken away. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is I think this is hugely important. And I see this anytime I, I'm with you, like everybody uh, who doesn't like time blocking comes back and says, well, it's just it fails for me because invariably I time block a whole week and then I come back and I've missed all of the time blocks because I wasn't looking at my calendar. I'm not paying attention to it. That's OK. That's mm-hmm. not a failure of time blocking. Right. right. That's not a failure. It's of like time what blocking. Ari Tuckman says, the alarm did yeah. its job. The alarm did its job. And you know what else? I think the problem is this. There is a switch that I think helps you get over the hump of time blocking, which is celebrate, one, the act of time blocking, right? The act of protecting time for both work and personal time that says, I'm going to be intentional about what I do in this block of time. Mm -hmm. And two, celebrate even harder the act of rescheduling your time blocking. And people celebrate time blocking because it's great and it feels good. It feels like you're powerful and in control and you have agency. And then they screw up and they resent rescheduling until you fall in love with rescheduling at the same degree and intensity and passion that you fell in love with time blocking. You're going to screw up time blocking and feel bad about it. And there's no reason to do that if you just realize I'm protecting time so I can protect myself Mm -hmm. and it's okay to reschedule block time. Mm -hmm. It's really okay. Mm -hmm. That's, I get, I get kind of fired up about it because I don't believe, I don't believe that, uh, that, you know, time blocking is a failed system. I I believe in it so, so much. You don't have to time block every single minute of your time. Absolutely not. But you have to protect the most important time. You cannot just live by your to-do list and say everything's going to get done because work equals time. Tasks equal time. I uh, feel like I'm ranting. I'm no, I love it. I love your passion because I am 100% with you. I totally agree. And uh, anytime that that is faced where oh, I can't do time blocking, oh man, I push back. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> Let's talk about How why are you, getting you think anything that. Done? Yeah. yeah, you're just accidentally stumbling yeah. into successfully completing tasks. Yeah. If you don't actually tell yourself, I'm going to take this time right now to do this thing. Mm-hmm. I just believe so deeply in it. Yeah. And um, I, and to the point of this show, if you're doing that, if you're protecting time to get the things done on your list that you need to do, whether that's study or write a paper or, or you know, complete your TPS reports, what you're also doing by extension is protecting the time at home, protecting the time on your weekend so that you can do the things you love. Yes. So you can smell more roses fall in love with rescheduling and you will smell more roses mic drop (laughs) (laughs) that was great Pete. yeah i feel strongly about this is this is where we need to stop i love it 
Great job. Well, this was this is really fun. Deep, deep thanks to Melissa. And I should say yeah, that Melissa, she is on vacation and she is talk about living her best vacation. She and her son are at Hershey Land and she's sending me pictures right now. They're on rides. I've got pictures of, of with the Reese's peanut butter cup. <sighs> Uh, mannequin wandering. She's just having a delightful time. Are you going to post those? So, I want to see them. I don't, I, I don't get to post those. I'm not going to wow. repost her pictures. She just sent them to me. But she should send them to all of us because she is a, a loving, smelling roses that all smell like chocolate. That's what I am imagining right now. And I'm so uh, I'm thrilled that she is able to do that with her family. That is fantastic. So in the spirit of vacationing, go smell some roses. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us and dealing with my uh, uh, passion on this subject a little bit. <laughs> I love it. I sure appreciate it. Thank you for downloading and listening to this show. Thank you all for your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to this conversation, we're heading over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server, and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the Deluxe level or better. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. Thank you.